You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is why your business will profit when you spend more time outside. I'm super excited to have an amazing guest with me, Tom Mollier. Let me tell you about him. He is a father, husband, entrepreneur, and the visionary behind iTrekkers. He founded the company in 2014 after realizing that bringing together vetted professional captain and guides on one platform would help guarantee everyone a better experience in the outdoors. It's a combination of Tom's desire to share his love of nature and to simplify the process of booking guided outdoor adventures. His mission is threefold, to get people to experience the outdoors, to help people get outside, and providing useful tips and referrals and to educate people about outdoors and ways to be mindful. Welcome, Tom. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? I, you know, I think the introduction pretty much co- uh, covers it all. Uh, and thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm uh, really excited. We are super excited to hear about your, all of your wisdom. Living in Colorado, we are an outdoor state. We look forward to being outside, whether it's winter or fall or summer, so we love that. But why is getting outdoors so important to you and, and other people? A lot of people ask me this question, um, and I guess there are a variety of answers. But I think, the, to me, the most important thing about getting outdoors is recentering yourself and reconnecting yourself to Mother Nature. Uh, you know, people, like, most people don't realize this, but we, we are in, innately an outdoor society. Uh, it's only in the last 150 years we've become this indoor society. I mean, we used to do everything outdoors from, you know, working to going to the bathroom to uh, even sleeping on hot days. Uh, and it's only in the last 150 years we've kind of migrated indoors and more and more we're closing the outdoors off and we're sitting on our couch with our smartphone and our bag of potato chips and uh, we're on our treadmill inside of a building um, and, and we've lost that yearning and that call to get outside. Um, you know, Colorado is a great state uh, to get outdoors. You know, the amount of recreation and access that, that, that you guys have is, 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 is almost second to none. But still, uh, you know, it's a smaller and smaller portion of the population that's actually taking the time to get outdoors. And that to me is, is a travesty. I believe in that. I get really cranky when I don't move. I'm a type O blood type and I heard that type O's have to move a lot, but I'm sure every blood type should be out there. So if I don't get outside, it starts to get really, really cranky. You are the first outdoor company I've ever had on this podcast, which is really cool, yet a little untraditional. What made you decide that podcasting was a great way to market your company? For me, it was just another test. Um, you know, when it's hard to find that traction channel that's going to deliver. Um, and you know, when you, uh, I, I, I don't know if you've read the book Traction Channels, 
but there's 19 different traction channels that they recommend that you go through this process of figuring out which traction channel is best. And podcast is still a traction channel that I'm testing. Um, and I've done, I think, 40 of them so far. Um, and it, it definitely is driving traffic to our website and spreading our message, which is, which is pretty fantastic. So, so far, it's doing pretty good, enough so that I'm, con- that I'm continuing it. Um, but, you know, it's kind of a process of elimination. I, I never would have thought to do podcasts, and so that told me that I was probably missing the boat on something. Everyone does digital marketing. Everyone does Facebook ads. Everyone does radio. Everyone tries to do TV if they have the money. Uh, and this was just a different avenue for me to reach an audience that's kind of further along the development spectrum and the open-mindedness spectrum, which is kind of who we're going after. That is really insightful. I never thought of, well, first of all, I've never heard of that book, Traction Channel, so I just wrote that down. I learned something from you. Thank you. But what a great way of process of elimination because things are overcrowded. Do you believe that? Marketing is kind of crowded right now, email, Facebook ads? Yeah, you know, the entire marketing space, uh, for a long time had uh, this rush on digital, and, and it worked, and it was, it was amazing. But more and more, uh, due to the crowdedness of the space, and it's just, it's just become so hard to get your messaging out there in a um, cost-effective way. Uh, and, you know, I mean, that's the bottom line. You, you know, we, for example, we were spending almost twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a month in digital ads uh, as late as, you know, a month ago. And, and I decided to pull the budget. Uh, you know, let's, let's repurpose those funds elsewhere and try to make inroads elsewhere as we, quote, unquote, all wait for that magical SEO game to, to pick up. Um, but, you know, look at news feeds. Look at your email box. You know, we're getting more and more targeted emails, and, you know, our, our email is getting smarter and smarter at being able to put these all into different folders, which is great. But now I've got six folders to go through on my Gmail account uh, to, to find the email that I want. I teach something about email. That's why I'm laughing. I always say you should only have three folders. It should be action, meaning you need to do something, read, mean, meaning you have to read it at some point, and then wait, meaning you're waiting on somebody else to give you an answer. So I keep mine down to three, but that's true. Things are getting so much more, they're getting easy and hard at the same time. So before this call, we talked about you're actually changing your business model. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, and it kind of goes to what we were talking about. Um, with marketing getting so crowded, there is one true method of marketing that is slow, painful, and incredibly hard, but that always works, and that's word of mouth. And our goal right now is to change the way that we market eye trackers and change the way that we get people outdoors. So it's a kind of a two-pronged approach. One, eye tracker sells guided adventure trips, which is amazing, fishing, camping, paddle, um, and hiking across the state of Florida. You know, the price point, though, ranges from $300 to $1,500. That's a lot of money to spend on a really neat, unique outdoor adventure. You know, we stand by our products. We have a 100% money-back guarantee. Everyone who goes on our trips loves them. But of the 9 out of 10 people who get to our cart, well, I'm sorry, out of the 10 people who get to our cart, 9 people bail. And they bail due to uncertainty related to um, just something that's stopping them from spending that money. And that's, where am I going to go to the bathroom? Right? It's a four-hour boat trip. I've never done that before. How's my 
four-year-old going to handle an overnight camping trip if they've never been before? Yes, you make it simple, you make it easy, you do all that, but I still have uncertainty. And you know what? I'll come back to this later. And, no, and, and then they, they, they don't come back. And so our thought process was people are fearful to get outdoors because we've lost that innate skill set from back in the day when we used to spend all day outside. <laughs> and so how do we reintroduce that? And the way that we're doing that is through this event-based marketing approach where it's literally boots on the ground, we're at markets, we're spreading the word, we're talking to people about our free or incredibly low-cost events, $5, $10 events, $25 events, $50 events per person where kids are free. And the goal is to introduce the outdoors to people in little bites that they can digest, get more comfortable in, and then eventually teach them the outdoor skills they need to, to progress on their outdoor journey within a certain activity vein. Okay? And so back to what we were saying, word of mouth, creating those evangelical customers who are going to be like, you know what? I've used their service 10 times now to get outdoors. I've learned how to paddleboard. I've learned how to fish. I've learned how to purify water. I've learned how to start a fire. All this stuff is so cool. And then in two weeks, I'm part of their, you know, trip up the Appalachian Trail for, for, for four days. That's the person who's going to spread the word through her feed organically, and that's the people that we're trying to capture today. Congratulations, Tom. You are so on the right track. I did something similar in my business just two months ago. I was about maybe 70% online and 30% in person with speaking and networking. I completely flipped that. In fact, now it's 90% going out one-on-one -on -one and seeing people and making those connections versus just posting something online. I still post because people expect you to, but way, way changed my, my model. It sounds like you're probably what, maybe 70, 30, maybe 80, 80, 20, live versus online? As of right now, I'd say we're 70, 30, 70 live, 30 online. Um, you know, our product's very visual and very emotional. So the online helps, but we've changed the way, you know, it's less advertising and more, hey, these are some cool things we're doing. You know, oh, this is so-and-so doing, you know, standing up on a paddleboard for the first time. Look at that smile. It's just different, you know, where it's, it's a lot more soft sell versus uh, hard selling. Absolutely, and I, that's where I see the trend going, and the sooner people get on that bandwagon of more face-to-face, -face, the sooner I think their businesses are just going to explode. So let's talk about some of your tours. You are very selective with hiring your guides. I read that on your website. What is your process to find the right mix of knowledge and, but also personality and easygoing, because that's really hard to find in a guide. Yeah, you know, it, it really is. Um, most guides out there that have been doing it for a long time, uh, they kind of get into this personality. Um, I'm a guide. Uh, don't tread on me. Um, you know, it's my way or the highway. Uh, you're paying me because I'm amazing. You know, it's the kind of the big head format. And then what we found is, you know, if we're, like, our business caters to those who don't get outdoors much or who are trying to make that more a part of their life, whereas the actual entirety of the guided marketplace is, is really focused on those who do it a lot and know what they're doing. Um, and so, you know, guides don't even want to handle kids anymore. They're like, no, that's just too much work. Um, and so for us, we have to find the right balance between knowledge, equipment, and personality. Um, when we started, we would go after veteran captains who had personality. That was really hard to find. 
Um, and now we've kind of flipped the script and we're finding people who are incredibly passionate about the outdoors and we're turning them into guides. They're passionate about the outdoors. They have a, an insane amount of knowledge about a specific subject. Um, and we're outfitting them with gear. And then, you know, they already have that personality. And we're just teaching them how to become a guide. And that's actually much easier and, uh, to find and means that we really are controlling the totality of the experience versus utilizing third parties. You have a really good business head. Can I ask what you did before this? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I've done quite a few things. Uh, before this, I, uh, was, I had just moved to Tampa, Florida uh, to run a 300-person call center with Capital One. Uh, before that, I ran the analytics team for all U.S.-based contact centers. Uh, so we did all the customer improvements, uh, working with J.D. Power and, and whatnot to transform how we service customers at Capital One. Uh, and before that, I did an MBA. Before that, I was in Costa Rica selling real estate. Before that, I was selling bread. And uh, before that, I was working at Georgia Pacific uh, as a plastics analyst way back in the day after college. All great companies. Isn't it funny how our entire journey led us to where we are today and all those skills are, you're pulling into your company? Isn't that cool? Yeah. It, it's, it really it, is neat. Yeah, it works together. I have to say I was super excited preparing for this podcast as I was going through your website, and my biggest shock was to find out that you have a team of 12 people at the time that we prepared this interview. I know we got delayed a little bit with the, the tornadoes and hurricanes and things like that. But 12 people without the guides, how, that's a huge amount of staff. How do you control all those people and inspire them and keep your company going and profitable? That's a good question. We are split up uh, in teams. We took the overall team and we segmented it into the guide instructor team, the kind of development design team that runs the scrum process, uh, as well as the you know, street team, which is now our, essentially our uh, word of mouth mar uh, marketing arm. And so uh, we have a couple leaders in our company who each lead their own team, and then I lead actually the uh, street team as well as the overall company. Um, and those who are on our team but are, are technically outsourced individuals because I essentially outsource my COO and I outsource my uh, head of development and design, you know, they, they, we all run a tight ship and we have leadership meetings uh, across the board and we keep everyone updated on what's going on. But then we work very uh, deep in our own veins as long as it all fits the uh, overall hierarchy and um, you know, main targets of what we're trying to achieve. That's a great way so to be productive. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we set the strategy at the top and we trust our people to execute. And we trust, yet we verify through, uh, you know, two, two meetings a week with the leadership team. And we verify that everyone's kind of tracking along the uh, key goals that we're trying to get to. That's awesome. So if you had a mulligan, Tom, a do-over, what would you do differently in starting this company? I would have started the company at the very beginning doing event-based marketing. We are essentially a tech startup, right? So we're funded by our outsourced investors. We don't play by the typical rules. Uh, our goal is not profitability but growth. If you look at Uber, right, they're valued at one point something billion dollars today. Uh, no, I'm sorry, $56 billion today, but they lose a billion dollars a quarter. 
you know, mathematically that makes no sense whatsoever except for their propensity to earn in the future is quite high, and that's what's keeping them afloat. So in that sense, we're uh, some type of a similar business. Uh, right now, though, for us, it's figuring out, okay, now that we're doing this event-based marketing, how do we implement a growth strategy uh, to make this work? And so I'm specifically working on uh, a franchising model now um, to basically spread across the U.S. with. Congratulations. That's pretty cool. You know, REI, Thanks. look out, right? We have REIs here in Colorado. It's kind of a state <laughs> thing. You go get your license once you move here, and then you go get your REI card. I, I, I'm a huge fan of REI and what they do. So it's not REI, look out. It's uh, REI, we're going to come help sell your gear because actually we use a lot of REI gear, um, you know, brand, branded gear, and we've been talking to them. Um, but it's like, you know, for us, it's let us teach people the skills to get outdoors, and then when it comes time for them to buy the gear, we'll turn them over. That's perfect. That's perfect because there's a lot of complimentary things you guys can do together. Awesome. So speaking of REI, what is your favorite must-have camping item? <laughs> uh, personally, I think my favorite must-have camping item is a simple knife. Um, I, I have one on me at all times. Um, it's got paracord on it. It's just a simple knife uh, that you can use in a million different ways. Um, and that's probably what I would have, must have. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, uh, lately I've really been enjoying hammock camping. Um, so my background, I love to hike, I love to camp. That's kind of my passion. Um, you know, my, my VP of experience for him, it's fishing. He's a fishing guide. Uh, so we pair up well. Uh, and, I, and, and tent camping was always what I loved, hiking in, camping on the water, uh, specifically a river um, in the mountains. That, that's my passion. But uh, two years ago, I discovered hammock camping and doing that instead of hiking in a tent. And I'll tell you what, I haven't slept as good ever. So you don't put anything over you? You're just out there? Uh, depending on the weather, um, I, you know, it comes with a tarp. Uh, I, I use a product called uh, a Roo from a company called Kamek, um, which is hammock but with a gang. And they're, you know, it's amazing products. That's cool. I do hike with a knife. I actually carry a first aid kit and some duct tape and all sorts of things just in case. And I've never had to use a knife in probably eight years of hiking out here. So maybe I'm just not thinking of creative ways to use it, but I do carry one, so I like that as your tool of choice. Let me ask you our fun question before we wrap up. This is a standard question everybody gets on the podcast because we're about productivity. So Tom, if you had one more hour in your day, 25 hours instead of 24, what would you do with it? Spend it with my family. Perfect. Anything, any special activity? <laughs> I'm guessing it's outside. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just being outdoors and playing with my three kids. Um, uh, but work-related, because I think that's kind of where, where, where you were going with that. No, I was um, going actually outside of work. Nobody ever says that one person says, I want to work more. Most people say, oh, really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, like for me, uh, running a tech startup for the last three years while having yet another kid, so now we have three, uh, Olivia's eight, Emily's five, almost six, and Theo's one, almost two. Um, balancing all those things is difficult. Uh, yeah, I think you, Elon Musk said it best. You know, there are five things in life that we do. 
Uh, and you can all, you know, and the reality is you can only ever do three of them well. Um, so I, you know, I think it's like take, take, taking care of yourself, being successful in business, being with your family. Um, and I forget what the two others are. Oh, uh, traveling and exploring the world and something else. Um, but you can only do three. And so, you know, if I had that extra hour, I, I choose to, to spend it more with my kids and my wife. Um, cause, uh, sometimes I don't get to do, to, to do that enough. That's a great answer. The whole reason we're in business eventually is to step out and let the business run itself and have the freedom. I strongly believe people have to have that exit plan and, and balance. It's fun while we're building it, but at some point it's great to like, just let it go like a kid and, and just enjoy the, the abundance that comes from it. Yeah, but, you know, like, I think for me personally, I get really bored. So I come from a big family of entrepreneurs. Um, and, you know, my dad's never going to retire, ever. Um, but he also was never home uh, when I was a kid. And so that's maybe why my propensity for family is so strong. Uh, but I'm kind of like him, you know, like a, if my brain is too idle, um, I'm probably going to drive, drive myself and my wife nuts. <laughs> And she would just kick me out anyways. <laughs> At least you know that. That's a good thing. Tom, is there anything else that you want to add that I didn't think to ask you? Uh, you know, the only thing I want to add is um, people underestimate the, the, the mental and physical benefits of getting outdoors. And that's really what this kind of me doing all these podcasts is about, is just spreading that word. Um, you know, being outdoors, having that connection with nature helps you drive that connection with those around you when you're outdoors. Um, you know, we're, it's no joke when we say, oh, go get vi- vitamin D and, and all those things. It, it, just, it just helps your mental balance to make sure that you're getting outside. Some people are fidgety. Some people, um, you know, they're just doom and gloom. Um, and then once you spend, you know, just that one hour outside, it just helps reinvigorate you and makes you just feel better in general. Um, but, you know, but, at, but at the same time, it's, it gives your mind a break. You know, we're also on our phones all the time and, um, you know, people can, can reach out to us and, 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 and hit us at all moments of, of the day, but being able to get outside and leave your phone in the glove box and just go for a hike, it really just drives that creativity that actually makes you more efficient and, and more productive after the fact. That is so true and so inspirational. So can you give out your website so for people that are ready to explore this more, they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, itrekkers.com, I-T-R-E-K-K-E-R-S.com. Uh, check, out, uh, you know, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, you know, every which avenue we are on, <laughs> like everybody else is these days. Um, but, uh, yeah, and if you're ever in Florida, check us out, and, and we'll take re- re- really good care of you and get you outside. Awesome. iTrekkers.com listeners coming soon to a city near you. This is going to be expanding, which is really exciting. So we, you are hearing it first on the Nancy Gaines Show. Tom, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show today. Lots of great information. I'm going to go check out that Traction Channel book. And listeners, I just added some speed consulting days on my calendar for fall. This is where you accelerate your business in just one day instead of coaching, which can take many weeks or months. Go to nancygaines.com slash rapid results to learn more. Nancy Gaines 
facebook.com slash rapid results. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.